big question here. First off, have you been back to the movie picture house? Because our 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 you know governor in chief Patrick Bateman, you know, <laughs> he he cut everything loose. We're out there in the streets. We're roaming. Most people are vaccinated, and movies are back. Have you taken advantage of this? I have not. What are I- you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go see AQPP two, dude. I didn't. No, I should. I, have, I should. I should go by myself and leave Crystal at home. I mean, you know, look, whatever you do, <laughs> Take work myself out, on a date. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Self dates. Thirty four years of that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I treat myself just fine. <laughs> it's not bad. I don't mind going. I don't. I don't mind going to the movies by myself. But it has been a while. It's great. Russell Fisher has never been to the movies by himself. Why would I? Because it's self-care, self-preservation, <laughs> self-love. Okay. I think you're afraid of I've yourself. I've mentioned it on here many times. You know what I hate? Mm, yourself. Ha- having a great <laughs> experience and then nobody's there to talk about it. That's, you're packaging this all wrong. No. You, no. You know why? Because you're there to enjoy it. <laughs> and you're the one who matters. No, I know that I am imperfect and that my opinions may be flawed. And I love to bounce things off of people. I like to have an open mind. And I just need perspective. Russell, it's a balance. I'm not saying that you can't do those things. But by going to the movies one time, you think you're robbing yourself of all these other things. But think of all <laughs> the things that you're missing out that you haven't been able to experience because you haven't gone to a movie by yourself. So there's a journey there, man. There's a jungle you have not explored. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have undersold, too, when I said it's been a while because I, I actually just remembered the last movie I went to by myself. It was. um what was it called? Eight grams or something with Sean Penn? Some some number of grams. Twenty one grams. <laughs> Twenty one grams, <laughs> which was had to have been a decade ago. Yeah, plus. eight grams and you're holding. <laughs> yeah, um, Twenty one grams. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah, I went to see that by myself. You know, Twenty seven grams. Is it? I don't remember the number. Twenty eight grams. Try twenty eight grams. Seven pounds. <laughs> How many grams? Oh my god! 21. Is twenty one? Okay. <laughs> well, there there were less than twenty one people in the movie yeah, theater. Okay. It, was, it was me by myself and one other guy who had like a notebook and like a pin with a light on it. So he must have been reviewing it for the local paper. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> the, the local Redding, California movie reviewer. So Zach, the last time you went to a movie by yourself was eighteen years ago. Eighteen years ago. That sounds about right. I remember yeah. it fondly, though. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a great time. Pop, are you a popcorn guy? <laughs> no, I just sat in complete silence <laughs> with one other guy. Wait. He, oh, didn't, okay. he didn't even ask me what I thought of, of the movie afterwards. <laughs> and he was keeping notes. Well, did he hang out the whole time? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. He was there the whole time. I remember it being long, too. That's Well, it's in Yuritu. He can't do anything under two and a half hours. <laughs> now, why were you there alone? Are we talking... Uh, Pre-Crystal Zach? Yeah, it had to have been. Uh, <laughs> what, 18 years ago? Yeah, I was definitely in high school. Oh, PCZ. <laughs> so, we refer to those times. Couldn't get any of my, my dumb high school friends to go to a go to a arty movie with me. Now, when, when did you graduate high school, Zach? 2005. Hell yeah, same year, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Class of 05. Wow. You know, I, you know what I really hate? <laughs> <laughs> when you meet people who just have accomplished so much and you look up to them 
And then you're like, you know, that that guy, I'd like to be like him. And then they're younger than you. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That's brutal. It's kind of like, uh, I had an opportunity at some point. And- uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, this, as a late bloomer in life, you realize that uh, flowers grow on different speeds, man. <laughs> you bloomed? You know, th- this is my bloom. The segment that we had on Tuesday was me blooming. Yay. Zach, he just walked out of the bathroom and yeah. he stopped and looked at me and said, I hate the way I look right now. And I said, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm too big Lebowski. <laughs> and what were you re- referencing there? So, Zach, Probably the movie The Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to catch you up to speed, uh, I have facial hair now. Okay. So I've got a, a, a bit of a beard situation. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Very few people have. <laughs> um, I'm also wearing sunglasses and I have a bandana. So I'm becoming Walter. <laughs> Didn't no. you have a mustache at the last, uh, the last Uff? Or did I, I imagine been, that? I have been known to uh, don a mustache from time to time. And I did have to have a mustache as a part of the Unnamed Footage Festival fundraiser for Forgotten Found Footage Films. Ah, there um, you go. As uh, Vern, Vernon Herman Salinger. Yeah. And the beard just sort of grew out of that mustache. Yeah, which you should you should bring that character back for the next live festival too. Well, I feel maybe like. if I can flesh that character out to <laughs> that's actually something, <laughs> then maybe we will do that. <laughs> um, maybe if I can wrap my head around what the hell that was, <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, he's got a bad track record. I the second interview we did for that blanket buddy segment was canceled and is now being removed from his new album completely. That is true. So <laughs> we we interviewed a former <laughs> bass guitarist of Megadeth, but when we talked to him, he was the bassist of Megadeth. Oh. And uh, a few weeks ago, he was uh, canceled because uh, something about well, jism and an 18-year-old. In, I don't know. in a oh. weird way, he was. it's not as interesting as he just pitched it. It seems like he was canceled by one person, and that's the guitarist frontman of Megadeth. As uh, I, I saw a great meme on Reddit and said, Dave Mustaine has been chasing Megadeth for so long that he's now thrown his own bassist under the bus. And if you're a, if you're a Metallica fan and you know the history, that uh, that's a mean meme. Yeah, that's a mean <laughs> meme. But I'm not exactly- going to lie, I know nothing about Metallica okay. or well, Dave Mustaine, so I well, don't well, understand the personal history. <laughs> But I am going to Google Dave Mustaine mean after this. You see. just gave me an idea for a cartoon character named uh, that's a cow of Dave Mustaine named Dave Mustaine. Oh, <laughs> oh we could have a segment movie of the week that's, with Dave with Mustaine. Dave, with Dave <laughs> Mustaine. I Fuck hate, Dave Mustaine. I hate that. Also, Zach, I'm dying to know. If we did Uff in a theater, would you be able to come up here? Yeah. I went to the last one. I know, yeah, but you, you made that weird comment where you'd have to go to a theater alone without Crystal. I'm like, I don't know what's oh, going on. Oh, I was on? just saying because she's currently pregnant. <gasps> so she'd have to get up to pee like every five minutes. Wait, it is, it is yours, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she tells me. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I'm, still, I'm still waiting for the call from Maury. Oh, yeah. Dude. Povich. Is, is he going to make that call from his deathbed? <laughs> I think he's 106 years old. Maury died? No, Maury's not dead. No, but he's old as shit. And? 
Let me tell you something. You he know, looks I, better than Fleet. I, okay. <laughs> I haven't I haven't watched TV in a while, but the last time I saw it, Maury was still on the air. But he, oh yeah, it's been a minute. When I go to my mother's house, Maury Povich is generally on the TV. <laughs> now, Zach, you're younger than me, and you've accomplished everything I, I hope to do one day in life. <laughs> you, hope now, make, you hope to make the unquenchable thirst for boner juice? Oh, dude. <laughs> if I now hold on. Now that movie might be like silly and tongue in cheek. But it's fucking well made. So, you know, don't throw that out there as a joke. You, <laughs> that's an accomplishment. And now you're creating a life. Can I, tell you how much Can I tell you how much anxiety it gives me when I think about that? That I'm going to be responsible for another <laughs> life? <laughs> no, my problem is I have full confidence in you. I'm like, oh, that kid's going to have a great life. <laughs> Hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Look, you're you're not even like a little worried. You're so calculated and cool. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We've only done one of those childbirth classes so far. <clears throat> How did that go? How what what's that crowd like? It was pretty sparse. <laughs> there were only there were there were like three, you know, three pregnant ladies. Was it done over Zoom? No, it was it was at the <laughs> hospital. It was it was a real life thing, but it was all, okay. you know, very very spread out in a big room. Now, as a fan of film, were you in there just like, God, it's just like the movies? Because whenever I imagine it, that's all the, the only reference I have. Yeah. It, no, it was. I mean, if it was a movie, I would have like I would have like trimmed a little bit out of it because it was like a two hour class. Oh. <laughs> I probably would. I probably would. have. You know, you know what Frederick Wiseman would have done? <laughs> Not edited any of that. Out. That'd be 200 hours of footage of it. Yep. <laughs> And then Randy would go watch it yep. in a theater. <laughs> he does edit <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, isn't there... Um, I was looking at one. I think it was Frederick Wiseman. It was a documentary about, like, a fish factory in Maine that was, like, seven hours long. <laughs> and I'm kinda, I kind of want to watch it. But I think you have to buy it off his website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his website's the only way you can buy any of them. Yeah. A lot of stuff is on a canopy... If you have a library card. Oh, okay. I do. <laughs> yeah. Get, get yourself a Canopy account. Gonna. <laughs> Dude, Canopy's got some trash on there. And by trash, I mean shit that me and Zach love. Like, we watched one movie called, um, Oksana, help me out. What was it called on Canopy? Uh, oh, Slaughter Daughters. Slaughter Daughter. Singular. <laughs> Slaughter Daughter. And, uh, Sergeant Slaughter's Daughter. Dude, Zach, I recommend that one. Okay. It, it is shot on video. And, you know, I wish I knew more about it, but it was shown through a, a online event that our local library does out here. Oh. That our uh, former guest, uh, forever friend, Kaja Ram, he, he puts on a program. I think they're calling it the high-low cinema thing, and it's available online. And, I mean, it's highbrow, lowbrow, right? So they show, like, it's Kaja. So they show, like, Barry Lyndon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but what's his lowbrow going to be? Like, I almost was worried I'd be insulted. And then I'm like, Slaughter Daughter. I'm like, dude, two minutes into that movie, there's male nudity. I'm like, whoa, the library's not fucking around. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it uh, Zach, I gotta send you a link. Okay. Because you're always, you are always so good sharing these fucking weird films with us. Yes. And I, I didn't know if I was going to bring it up talking to you, but me and Clark sat down and we watched The Offering. Oh, really? <laughs> that's. Man, 
that's a that's a fucking gem that is it was a it was i thought it was going to be weird because obviously you look at the cover of the movie and you're like it's going to be weird but it was a different kind of weird than i was expecting i wish i wish there was some way for people to watch that without without finding this vhs tape yeah so and i wasn't sure because it was by the end of it i wasn't even sure if it was supposed to have like a positive religious message <laughs> like i, I thought it no was just, i thought it was just going to be like a like religious propaganda but at the end i was like am i supposed to sympathize with jesus yeah am i supposed jesus, to like him yeah jesus know. was a dick <laughs> well at one point i was talking so okay the movie's called the offering from 1997 and if you go on imdb it's a little hard to find it Mm-hmm. But the first five words are a rebellious teenage drug user. And when it's when you're thinking in terms of like the church putting on a movie, it's like, OK, I already know what this is going to be. They're going to try and scare me out of drugs. And instead, I'm not really sure what the message was when you have the ghost of black Jesus showing up, kind of leading you down a weird antagonistic Wait, path. It's not really the ghost because Jesus transcends ghost. Oh. He's a, he's risen. Okay. <laughs> so, not a Dude, that, how did you find this film? A, a thrift store. <laughs> I, I think I got that at a thrift store in um in Red Bluff, California. For Red 10 Bluff? cents. Yeah, Red Bluff. Um it was at this thrift store called The Hope Chest. That's like one of my it's my favorite kind of thrift store. It's just like a cluttered thrift store that's definitely run by like old women. And there's just everything and everything's cheap. And it's uh, and obviously I had to get it because it the cover is so great, <laughs> dude. No, OK, no. But it sat on my shelf for ye- I've had it for years and I never watched it because I thought it was just going to be boring religious stuff. And then one day. But oh, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got your rosary beads and you're like, it's time <laughs> now. You work. You work for one of our favorite companies, uh, Severin. It was specifically with like Intervision. Like when you find a movie like The Offering in a thrift store, what what is the process to like putting it out? <laughs> well, I'd have to track down the guy who made it. Uh, okay, <laughs> I would assume he probably retains rights. Um, I don't think. I think the company that put it out was called like Urban Entertainment. <laughs> And I yeah. and I looked I looked that up and they had a couple of other releases that led me down another I found another movie through that called I think it was called The Embalmer. Whoa. That was pretty good. The the director has that up on YouTube in a condensed 30-minute version, which is probably <laughs> like about right, you know? <laughs> now are are there religious overtones with that as well? Or no, is that, that's outlier? just a that's a slasher movie. Okay. And it's pretty it was pretty entertaining, actually. Um but yeah, it's all it's all you know doing internet detective work. Yeah. I, so do you like the offering? This movie, somebody's got to do something with it. Like, could we legally like try and show that in a theater, or would we have to like lie and be like mystery show? Yeah, probably. I mean, someone owns it, so technically you would have to have you'd have to have permission to screen it. There'd be some yeah. sort of licensing fee, but now you made a joke about the director cutting down his other film to 30 minutes. I honestly <laughs> don't think there's any fat on this movie. It's yeah. one of, it's one of those perfect. You don't know where it's going. It's tonally challenged, but it's never dull. Yeah. yeah. It's, 
there's a moment where a uh oh man where a stepdad or soon to be hopeful stepdad hopeful mm-hmm. invites um the uh son of his lover to a bar to have a beer and put things behind him and it is one of the weirdest fucking moments <laughs> i've seen in a movie like you because you don't i you know a scene is set and then you have an an idea of where we're gonna go and just the the awkward the the arguments the ghost of black jesus i'm sorry <laughs> i say that right <laughs> dude i don't know zach i love well, I, it i like the explanation too that they they have at one point where it's uh it's his, his manifestation of Jesus, and this is how he wants to picture Jesus. Right. It made it interesting, and it, it completely you know, flies in the face of the cover of the movie that's really selling you on Black Jesus. Well, when we're introduced to our character, he's in a room that looks like it was like lost in the 70s forever. It's like yeah. wood paneling. Yeah. And then all the posters, so much wood paneling. Right, all the posters <laughs> are like Malcolm X. And it's like a, a bunch. He had a Nosferatu of, poster. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like black figures in there, mm-hmm. and and we later on in the movie we're in a pew in a church, and he's there with a black Jesus, and he's he's looking around angry, and he's like, and Jesus is like, what's wrong? He's like, all these pictures of you, man. They got it wrong. Does it doesn't make you mad? And he's like, well, I don't really look like anything. You just you uh. You have what he's like, you're really connected to the plight of the black man. So this is how I appear before you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did a genius make this movie? <laughs> like, did he know what he was doing? Cause that kind of like self-reflection. Right. Dude, I live for it. Yeah. And I didn't expect it out of this fucking no. movie. <laughs> I'm glad you guys liked it, man. It was such a weird movie. I had to show it to someone. Yeah. Like, can we like figure something out? We got to like, one of us, either you or me and Clark, we got to drive down to some other location. We'll get a theater and we'll just do a hey, mystery movie. We don't know what we're doing. Or we'll say we're doing a podcast or something. Then we'll just show <laughs> pop on that VHS. Yeah. I t- the, the kid who played uh, the kid was great. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but my favorite was his dad, <laughs> who looks like now, Zach, here. Here's how I pitched this to Russell. That guy looked like Willem Dafoe playing a Cuomo brother. (laughs) He definitely did. He definitely had Willem DeVoe vibes and also a Cuomo. Because it's it's very like, this was, um, was this Long Long Island? It was definitely somewhere. I, I, I think I looked it up and I think it was maybe New Jersey. Okay. Checks out. Yeah. <laughs> like it's definitely Jersey or Long Island because they reference Long Island, mm-hmm. and uh, you definitely get that you know the the accents and the hair. Um, <laughs> is definitely of that time. Also, feels feels before nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, I have a feeling it was probably a one of those long one of the like like the unquenchable thirst for boner juice. They probably shot it for a few years or something. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you to shoot boner juice? Year and a half. That's not that long. It's not too bad. You're very talented. It took David Lynch five years to do a racer head. I think we, I mean, I think we only shot it. I think Johnny counted maybe like 45 days that we shot it over the course of a year and a half. Well, shit. You mentioned a racer head. Now you sent us another movie, Zach, that uh, we're going to be promoting because it's coming out soon. One of the motherfuckers, I think it's not our protagonist. It's um, the, the dude whose wife is abducted. Mm-hmm. He was giving me eraser head vibes right off the bat. 
Oh, because of the hair? Cause, just because of the hair. <laughs> Which, Zach? I wasn't even sure. I forgot what I forgot what we were even talking about today. Oh, I was well, like, I mean, oh, what other movie did I send you guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really want to talk about? Take a guess. Sex, baby. <laughs> I want to talk about fucking pool of blood. <laughs> okay, I'll send it to you guys. I have, I have it. You Sorry? said that's. You said the same thing three years ago. I know, Zachary. I do. It's sheer laziness on my part. <laughs> I also remember last time you were on, you offered Clark a role in Pool of Blood. As his agent, I'm here to grill you. <laughs> well, we we could have. Well, that'll carry over into the next movie, oh. which is going to be great, Clark. Look, Russell's just doing his job. Okay, he's earning his keep. He's earning his paycheck. Tr- trying to get his ten percent. Here's here's all I'll say to you, Zach. When you want to go to the next level, <laughs> you know how to reach me. That's it. So, Pool of Blood is a slasher film that you've made, right? It's shot? Uh-huh. What the hell are you doing? I was just doing bits and pieces for, for the last, like, three years. <laughs> Got to do the melting head. Uh, little bits and pieces. But I'll send you guys. I'll send you guys a link. Are, are you doing a lot of CGI here? No, it was, um, it was, uh, I did the, uh, Indiana Jones thing where you make like the head and then you melt it with the heat gun and speed it up. Oh, right. It looked pretty tight. I hate how talented you are. I am. I'm curious though. So now you work with like a film distribution company Mm -hmm. and because, because I like you so much, I know you're probably a lot like us. And if I had made a film and I worked for, I don't know, vinegar syndrome or something, I wouldn't even tell them. Because just the idea of like, oh, would you put this out? I would feel so weird about it. Yeah. Like, like, would are you going to go to them and be like, hey? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'll probably just put it on YouTube. <laughs> oh my! God. Now, for the record, Zach, we talked to your friend and um, actor in Pool of Blood, Calvin, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, what the hell happened with Pool of Blood?" <laughs> yeah, well, he, he was only there for what one day, so he probably forgot it existed for a minute. Frank, he, I think he did. We were yeah, like, he, oh, yeah, I was in that. Yeah. <laughs> he came out, took a dip in the pool, got his nipples cut off, and, oh, he, then, he, and then he just went home. <laughs> it was a very you, easy day for him. You're really just going to dump it on YouTube? Probably. <laughs> Why? What? No, I mean, because it was just, it was more of just for fun than anything else, you know? Like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wasn't trying to make any money off of it. I think I'm just going to have fun. And if people want to watch it, I'll, I'll, I'll make it available. Yeah, we've been telling you for years I we want to watch it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. I, I'm the worst at self-promotion. Hey, we got you, beat. <laughs> we got you, beat. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. In the age of, like, social media where everything is supposed to be, like, self-promotion, even mm-hmm. when you don't realize. Yeah. And how are we failing at it? Oxfam <laughs> is the only. Okay, do you want to? It's just not me? fun. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's just not fun. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, but, I, but the people who are good at it, they really think it's fun. Yeah, and I don't like those people. I don't think so. <laughs> I think the people who are good at it are miserable. They're just good at it. <laughs> We're my miserable's cooler than their miserable. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but what the hell, man? You made Pull of Blood. What's the runtime on that feature? Uh, uh, like 62 minutes, maybe. Even better. Yeah, Dude, no, I, I, I love a nice brisk runtime. Yeah, I, I think I, I had I had trouble putting some pieces together. So I was doing like 
little interstitials, you know, here and there. Um, but I've got a, I've got a version that's, that's done that I've output. Uh, so I think, I think I already have it up on Johnny's Vimeo. I'll send you guys a link. Okay. Yeah. And again, I'm speaking for everybody up here in the Bay area, you know, Terrell, mm-hmm. our good friend, Blu-ray Tuesday master, he's going to want a Blu-ray and I do. <laughs> and Crystal's been killing it with all the cover art she's been doing. Oh yeah. I mean, Y'all Crystal have, actually like, did a co- she did cover art for Pool of Blood, so I'll make I'll make some BDRs and send them out. Oh my god! Hell yeah! You need to be excited about it. You know what? Fuck <laughs> it. I'll, we'll be your cheerleaders. There for you it. go. That's what I need. I need someone else to just take it off my hands. All right. Well, uh, I get the right <laughs> to retract it after I watch it. Yeah, send it out to Criterion <laughs> and such. Who know? Who the hell knows what you've been doing over there? It could be. <laughs> could be terrible. Could be. <laughs> All right. Likely likely is. Do you want to segue into the real stuff? You got it. Whatever, whatever. Well, yeah, whatever you guys want to do. This is your show. Don't just talk about it. Would you ask before you said not permission? Clark, before you segue, you have to mention that there's a segue coming up. I know. (laughs) Classic Russell. No, in the last. Now that we're splitting the episodes and we're very professional, you'll notice that uh, segues are natural. You don't even know they've happened. You're confused. It's stream of thought, basically. <laughs> Segways were are a defunct mode of transportation. <laughs> God, when I was doing when I was doing uh, stand up, I would mostly be at one club in North Beach, and North Beach is uh, attracts. It's a very North. I love North Beach, but it's still I can't wait. It's, to a, hear it's what still you're a touristy to area, right? So North very. Beach, North Beach is next to the Financial District, also Union Square and Chinatown, of course. So a lot of tourists come through North Beach, and obviously a lot of international tourists as well. Um, and I, we would do uh, I, w- I would do most of my sets um, at a bar called Kells, uh, which was in North Beach, but literally across the street was Chinatown. So. Every night, there would be a gang of about 40 people on segways and helmets mm-hmm. who would take a segway tour of San Francisco. Oh, okay. And I hope that is no longer a thing. On the road or on the sidewalk? On the, on the street. Oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Dude, well, it was it a pack of segways. It wouldn't be segways anymore. They'd be those electric scooters. Dude, those are, those are littering the city right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, in the financial district, it's so many scooters. Yeah, well, just turned over on the ground. Yes, horrible. Covered in garbage. Well, I work in a you know the post apocalyptic district down in Hunters <laughs> Point, what they're calling Bayview. And uh, dude, you get a lot of interesting kind of like Burning Man vehicles down there. Mm-hmm. We we walked by a RV that looked like it had just driven out of a tornado. And everything looked like it was about to fall apart or that, you know, there was meth and guns inside. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my buddy pointed out, I'm like, hey, man, check out the solar panel attached to the camera over the door. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, let's get away from that thing. It instantly was like a red flag. Yeah. But normally you see pickup trucks loaded with those scooters. Oh. <laughs> it's like it's like a weird barter system oh, down man. there. We it get is, Bitcoin out here, and you get the, the scooters down there. Mad Max, the bartering has begun. <laughs> the bartering, <laughs> that's a good tagline. The bartering has begun. Pull of blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of bartering, you like that? Sure. <laughs> no, we got to talk about the mid-year sale. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, it ties in with the post-apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. 
that's that's uh, three of the mid-year titles are post-apocalypse. <laughs> Zach, I'm terrible. I'm <laughs> I'm really I'm really trying to like I've been watching a lot of hoarders lately. With oh, awesome. my favorite show, dude. I there's no irony there. I'm sure. No, I genuinely like hoarders. Oh my god, I watched one. Where it they bums had... me out too much. Well, it bums me out I too. I mean, it's not as depressing as like intervention. <laughs> Also or, bumps me. Or out. animal hoarders. <laughs> I, haven't, I, I haven't ventured into animal hoarders. That I don't. I mean, I can imagine what that is, and I'm itching already. <laughs> oh, no, you open the door. Go ahead. Is it like a spinoff of regular? Don't ask me. Well, I mean, people hoarding animals. So, like, they'd have like 50 cats, and like kittens are crushed under like things and mummified. And I feel like yeah. you would oh, love Jesus. having 50 cats. I yeah. I mean, that happens <laughs> occasionally on regular hoarders too. <laughs> Yeah, oh, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> well, you know, on regular hoarders, it's like, yeah, we had a cat. We haven't seen it in a few years. And then it's like a bookshelf fell over. And, and then it like, walks into the kitchen like a human. <laughs> well, on the animal hoarders, dude, it's a bummer every time. Of course. Yeah. But I mean, in a real way. When you watch the other hoarder show, it's, you, you know, it's always mental illness. And then. Yeah, it makes me think of dad. It, <sighs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> I, no, I, and I turn around and I look in my closet and I'm like, I have so many toys and shit. And I'm really, now I'm reading books. This is my thing. I'm reading books when I'm done. I either keep it to the point, like, I like it so much I keep it or it's gone. Yeah. So I've been giving away books. And, you know, I look at the mid-year sale and I know there's a little voice. It's very quiet. And it tries to not be heard by anybody else. And it's just like, do they have an option to just buy everything? Because I know, I know, vinegar syndrome. They have the one where it's like, hey, if you just buy everything, which you know, you're getting gems and like smut that you'll probably never watch, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, but it's so cheap. It's only five hundred dollars when normally it would retail at a hundred. <laughs> yeah. and, and I look at the mid year thing, and I don't even want to look at the titles. I'm like, I just want it all. So yeah, I'm sure there's a bundle. I haven't even looked. You haven't looked. <laughs> there is a bundle. I- I had to have I have a piece of paper in front of me with the names of the movies on them because that's how many there are swirling around in my head. Okay, all right, let's do that. Because <laughs> there's that. I mean, there's those, and then there's just like a hundred movies out here. I should if they did VHS hoarders, that'd be the show I'd be on. Oh no, VHS be, hoarders. It can't be that specific because if you're insulting <laughs> a collection, honestly. I heard about uh, somebody who was hoarding books, mm-hmm. and it collapsed the floor. Because, you know, books, yeah. they so much. Yeah, that's why Jeff Bezos had to get out of the oh, business, oh, dude. <laughs> Weird shot at Bezos. <laughs> Nothing? Okay. He can take the hit. <laughs> He'll recover. Yeah. Okay, so what are you excited <laughs> for in the mid-year? Are you, actually, do you buy seven films, or do they just give them to you? Is that well, a perk? Just, yeah. yeah, that's just a work perk. All right. I, I just go. I just go that. down to the Severn Cellar, grab things off the shelf. <laughs> oh. Now, now I love. I love the Severn Cellar. Now I feel like COVID took a pretty heavy hit to yeah. what was happening there. So, are yeah, there plans sure. to bring that back? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we have we have one that we've shot that hasn't been released yet, and uh, we yeah we were actually just talking about it this week. So yeah, now that people are feeling a little more safe, getting in enclosed spaces with us. We'll go back because, yeah, since COVID, you know, I think we've only shot maybe one. I'm not sure. Not very many. That, uh, that's great. That's great. We, to we had a little it? we had a little you know, we had a little backlog. So that helped us spread them out. But, yeah, I love the Severn Sellers. Yeah, they were fun. What a great idea. 
Like, yeah, congratulations to whoever did that. Andrew. He's, he's Andrew, got some good ideas. I think I said that last time you were on here, too. We're really taken by it. <laughs> we'll get Andrew on here. I'll, I'll hook you guys up with Andrew. And the execution is far superior to the Criterion Closet, for the record. <laughs> yeah, it's a little punchier. I like it. It's also, punchier. just the just the selection of movies they have to pick from is way better. <sighs> well, it's honestly, it's more interesting to me. Because when you take a film that doesn't have a lot of, like, a book written about it. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I would like to hear well, people talk about it. How many times can we hear about Bergman? Wow, you went after Bergman? <laughs> of course I went after Bergman, that bitch. I, I mean, there were so many people. I didn't know where you were going to go. You, there was the Michael Bay option, because that's no, weird with criteria. that's Hacktown. Okay, that's Hacktown. I thought you would have went after uh, your boy. Bergman was Mr. a good poll. <laughs> <laughs> Randy's joined the show. <laughs> yeah, you know, I knew how to lure him in. Yeah. All right. Zach, here's what we're going to do. You got to pitch these films in such an interesting highbrow way that Randy's going to buy some. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like the masturbating gunman is something he would appreciate if he gave it a chance. I did see that title in the email and I commented on the title. So I think I'm in. Yeah, it's the original title. The masturbating gunman is so much better than uh, the than the VHS release title, which was masked Avenger versus ultra villain in the layer of the naked bikini, <laughs> which is also a pretty good title. But the masturbating gunman really tells you what you're going to get. It doesn't confuse you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I, I was trying to look it up on IMDb. And when yeah. I came across that like paragraph of a title, <laughs> like they're they're making the right move. <laughs> Let's long, get away from that. It's longer than the description on IMDb titles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there wasn't much about it online. I was I this was one I I found I mean I just found the title, you know. <laughs> and I was like, this sounds great. And now, where, uh, where'd you find the title? Like, just, are you talking about like a physical copy or like online? No, no, just online. Like, I think I was just looking at IMDb and I saw I, I was just seeing movies that Mark had made. Okay. Um, the director, what's Mark the, Savage. What's the strategy there? Because I remember when we did um, Cinepocalypse or whatever the fuck at the Alamo, one of the uh, program directors came up and they're like, you know, I used to look through IMDb for movies that had like no information mm -hmm. and they're just kind of floating out there. I'm like, do, do you do any of that too? Or are you always in like a thrift store? I mean, I, I do a lot more online, online these days. Cause you can even on IMDb for some films, they'll even list like who owns it, you know, what oh. company owns it. And you can see, you know, if it's available, if it's licensed to like, it'll come, you know, I don't know who updates these things, but it'll come up saying, you know, like current companies own it. Like it'll say potentially that Severin has it or vinegar syndrome, Kino. So oh. you, you can see if they're like, you know, if you're looking at for old horror movies, you can see if they're they're snatched up already. Oh, that's rad. I didn't realize like whenever we try to like do our journalism uh, homework on IMDb, I usually run into the old information problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, nobody hasn't loved this page in like fucking years. Yeah. I, li I like looking at reviews on Letterboxd now. Letterboxd has fun reviews. I mean, now, for a lot of what I'm looking at, they're generally negative reviews, but it still gives you a sense of what, you know, what you're getting into. Yeah. Letterboxd, dude, they have some weird shit on there, too. Like our boy Cobra, they've got both of his documentaries on there. Yeah. And it, dude, it's a great little community. Do they really? Yeah. And it's like, if you're watching Cobra on YouTube, 
and you're registering it on Letterboxd? Yeah. I feel like that's well, a good community right there. Also, again, we're, um, I will comment on this, but again, we are trying to kill King Cobra on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about him way too much. <laughs> However, um, the the reason why King Cobra exists in this home is because of the person on the other side of the microphone um, in, Zach, in Zach Carter. So uh, yeah, I, feel I, like I do owe you guys an apology. Yeah, I, I accept that apology. <laughs> uh, frankly, I've been waiting on that for several years. But to, to circle back on that, I, I feel like um, we've come full circle with the Cobra documentaries because they are polar opposites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Zach, now, the last uh, King Cobra documentary, which was what? Uh, Let's jo- have a party or something? Now, yeah. now it's a party? Now it's a now party. It's a party. I, me and Zach watched that together via texting on live. <laughs> <20. laughs> Dude, it was great. That was, that was one of my favorite moments. Was that during the quarantine? It was, right? Probably. It, it was on 420, and I was working 2020, 420? I think it was. Oh God, I can't even fucking it remember. Seems 2020? Like forever ago. <laughs> it was 2020, 24. <laughs> but I was working from home. So, yeah. And I know it was on 420. So, yeah, 420. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I loved that. Zach, thank you for that. That was one of my favorite experiences because, like, <laughs> going to a movie with people, I need to have back. I need to, like, dissect things with somebody. I yeah. can't do it alone. I get, I don't know. I get excited and bored that I'm alone. You can yeah, do it. Yeah. And, you know, also, God, I can't believe I've been watching that motherfucker for years now. <laughs> I'm not so much anymore, and I've completely yeah. pulled off a Reddit. Mm-hmm. Like, after I kind of, like, tapped on the glass and I got him to say the barge people, I I felt good. <laughs> you, you were Icarus, baby. You were so close no, no, to no. that goddamn son. You, you were obsessed. <laughs> Zach, he went in hard. <laughs> Oksana, back me up here. Yeah, that's true. No, bullshit. <laughs> No, and on top of that, I you know the the final hurrah for me was wearing a Cobra shirt mm-hmm. on the UF. Um, I did notice that celebration. Wait, it wasn't your Halloween costume. Were you oh. gothic and Cobra? Damn, you called me out. Wait, Halloween was before that. Yeah, okay. You know what? Yeah, that would have worked. Did you? But do I the, did you do the tattoo? Oh no! Oh. And you know what's great? Uh, our buddy Chad Lot over at Scary Thoughts. Like I DM him. And uh, he one day got mad at me and he's like, I spent an hour watching Cobra and it was your fault. <laughs> and it made me feel so good and a little bad. Yeah. But I, I sent him a video. He's a big gun guy. And I sent him, there was a meme going around of Cobra, like looking through the, the uh, what the fuck, the sight on the rifle with the wrong eye. And he had it like <laughs> cross shoulder. And there was no, there was no like meme text. Yeah. And I just sent it to him. And the only thing he said back was, is, does he have a penis tattooed on his forearm? <laughs> and I went, no, that's actually the Cobra Gram. And it represents all the elements and like the fact that he's a warlock. And that's when you realize <laughs> yeah. I'm too deep. I need to pull back. <laughs> I have a problem and my name is Russell. You know, you know what? I would be lying if I hadn't thought, like, I need to hit up Zach. We need to drive out to Wyoming and we got to make a found footage movie with Cobra. <laughs> Dude, it would kill. He would not be complicit in this artistic endeavor. Good job there. There, there's a Freudian slip was just waiting to have it. We're calling him artistic. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, I think it would be good. We do a short with him. 
you just you kind of you couldn't he couldn't be in on the joke, which would be a shame, but he would fuck it up if if he was in on it. Yeah, he you could you could probably get him to record something for off. You just got to pay him. I know you got to pay. Yeah, him, you got. Yeah, you, you got to hit up that PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> now, Lord knows what the product would be. It may be worse than Vince Neal's cameo, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm telling you, if I'm ever in a sour mood, that picks me right up. Yeah. Do you know what we're talking about? Zach? I do. Yeah. The yeah, I've seen that where where he's <sighs> just slurring everything. Dude, it's drunk, so be trying to wish someone a happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but back back to the reason they let you out. The back to the reason you're not with your uh, soon to be um, baby mama. Is that how you do it? What, what do you say? <laughs> His wife? Yeah, I know. I I couldn't think of a better. Uh, you I mean, she's just Alfred. in the other room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Crystal. <laughs> Tell her we said hi. Get her hey, on the. Crystal, demo. everyone says hi. She's probably napping. <laughs> Don't wake her up. Well, she, she is with child. <laughs> okay, let's talk about these fucking movies you're trying to shill over here. Okay, <laughs> the I'm masturbating gunman. Did you guys you guys watched it? I watched the first half. Now, nice. Clark, can I talk about it? I feel like you're going to attack me if I talk about it. You can talk about. It, I'm still going to attack. All right, you. he did. A, he, <laughs> he was writing. And uh, I think he's a great writer. He doesn't like his writing, so I didn't want to bother him. And I got halfway through and I said, I can't watch this movie without him down here. <laughs> and so we're going to celebrate it after. Actually, you know what? Maybe I should. Now, are you guys doing a restoration of it? It's, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, shot on video, but it's been, yeah, Mark, Mark had it transferred and, and upscaled. So it'll look as good as it can. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm curious if we should wait for that. Because you did, you sent us a screener link. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. But I'm kind of like, we need the audio and the visuals. Like you got to get the, uh, <laughs> you got to get the uh, behind the scenes featurette is really good, actually. Now the masturbating gunman. To me, when you first talked about it, I thought it was just like an oddball one off that a wacko had made. Mm-hmm. And watching it, it's actually a pretty well crafted, very jokey film. Mm-hmm. And I say that because normally I don't like that. But I was shocked when I actually thought like a lot of the jokes were actually funny. Yeah. And it was kind of confusing to me. But then I talked to you about Mark and, and he's made other films, right? Mark Savage, which yeah. I'm sure is his real name. It is. His, yeah, I believe it is his real name. All right. His, call, call, his brother, uh, Colin Savage, is in the movie. <gasps> he plays Henry. So how but, long uh, have you known about Mark and Colin? Um... Since like the early 2000s, uh, I think I sent you a picture of that box set. The DVD box set came out uh, called Savage Cinema from Down Under. Yeah. And the, it had to have been the early, mid-2000s. And it had uh, three of his movies, Marauders, Sensitive New Age Killer, and Defenseless, I think. <laughs> and Marauders is, is so good. That was his first movie, shot on video. And Colin is the star of that one, and he has glorious hair. And it no. has glorious 80s hair in that movie. Oh, like John and- Taylor? <laughs> Wait, like who? <laughs> John Taylor from Duran Duran. I'll have to Google that. Oh, <laughs> I know Duran Duran. I could not pull a band member name, though. Yeah. John Taylor's the most handsome man who's ever lived. I thought they were two brothers 
call with the last name Duran. <laughs> is it is it not a bro- twin brothers duo? <laughs> Very good. When I was in a Bethlehem, like sister sister. <laughs> when I stayed in Bethlehem at a week long hotel, Duran Duran was playing the casino because they don't have venues outside of that. Hell yeah, they were in the lobby. Yeah, I was, I was there like, too. Yeah, Randy was there. Yeah. Oh, dude, y'all saw John Taylor. We drank with him. That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about Mark though. Also, when we're talking about how you get a film elevated to being distributed by Severin, if it had come out on a box set already, does that like dissuade you or? It depends on how, like, if if it's been out of circulation for a while. You know, if if uh, you know, if you look on Amazon and you can only get used copies. Be worth, Ooh. be worth, you know, doing an upgrade probably. Now, was that a uh, global release or is that like an Australian DVD box set? No, it was a it was a region a region one release. It was through a company I think called Subversive. Oh, I don't know that they're around anymore, but uh, it was it was good. And I I I, saw, I was so I, I was looking on IMDb and I saw this title and they listed it after Sensitive New Age Killer. But Mark said that the Masturbating Gunman is actually his second movie. Because it on IMDb it says 2000, but the copyright at the end of the film says 1997. So this is his second movie after Marauders. <laughs> For the record, <laughs> we're going on the record. With this. <laughs> yeah, we got to clear some things up. There's been a yes. lot of there's been a lot of misinformation about the masturbating gunman. <laughs> All right, so who the hell is Mark Savage? He's a maniac out there in Australia. He's in he's in the U.S. now, but yeah, he's still working. He's he's got a new movie out right now called painkiller and i know he's working on something else right now so he's he's making more movies now than he was back then and have you been working with him on this release too yeah yeah he he provided all the materials for us and the the behind the scenes featurette on that is i think something he made at the time it was a it's a vintage featurette but when it was released even though the, well, the copyright says 1997, maybe 2000 was when the, the release finally came out in the US, but it was only VHS. There was no DVD release for some reason, even though DVD existed at the time. <laughs> so he made this featurette and it never, it never was released. Dang. Now, when you, when you contact a dude like Mark and you're like, hey, we want to put out your film... Does do you get a good feeling there? I imagine that like Mark would have been like just elated with the news. Yeah. Well, he's known uh, David for a while. He and David have known each other for a long time, so it was very easy to hit him up and he you know. <laughs> and David's like the the head of the ship over at Severn, right? Yeah, yeah, one of the co-owners. So the he, head he, of he, the ship, the captain of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> the head of the ship. Yeah, that's why you know, I met him one time at the Alamo out here. And uh, it was back when our buddy Mike Keegan was the program director. And it was one of those nightmare moments where like, you're ordering a beer and he's like, Hey man, what's up? I'm like, Oh dude, Mike, how, how's it going? He said, Hey, come here. And he dragged me to a table. And he said, Hey, this is David. He runs Severn. I was just like, Oh my God. Like, what do I do? I'm like already awkward as hell. <laughs> I had a, I had a football coach named David Gregory who was shorter than I am. For the record, I am four feet seven tall. <laughs> That's not true. That's right. You're like five three. I'm five four. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Dude, but yeah, it was you know, super easy, and I'm excited that most people I'm sure will be seeing it for the first time. And 
I hadn't even seen it until we we hit him up and he sent he sent me a link to watch it and it was just as fun as I was expecting a movie called The Masturbating Gunman to be. Yeah, I don't know what I expected coming into that. And uh it's funny because last time you brought us a movie, it was The Masked Mutilator. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what does Zach have a thing for like that luchador kind of <laughs> mask? Because in this one, it looks like almost exactly the same, just like black and the dude's in a big jumpsuit. Yeah. Except it's latex. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that for Halloween. <laughs> no, yeah. No. <laughs> in the commentary, Mark said that they uh, they had it made for the movie, but they I think they they must have messed up the measurements because he said that the the actor who plays the masturbating gunman was calling him on the weekend to tell him he had pounding headache from wearing oh. that stupid mask all day. Oh. Why? Why would it do that? Because it was like squeezing his head so tightly. <laughs> oh my god! It did look like a swimming cap. Like it was kind of that tight. Mm-hmm. He was. He oh. was getting. He was. He must have been jealous of the the bad guys with their balaclavas. <laughs> like I gotta wear this fetish mask. I. You know. Don't. People need to just go into that movie blind. It, it's a fucking trip. And I, and. I'm kind of down on jokey movies, but mm-hmm. this film, they were really firing on all cylinders. Like even the audio, like if you pay attention to it, they'll have like bird sound effects, like playing over and over, like kind of the things that you just, you know, create the ambiance in the film. Sure. Mm-hmm. This one, they really, they're playing with every aspect of the movie. And that's why I, I had to stop it. We have to watch it together. Right. Maybe we'll cover it like next week. There okay. you go. Perfect. Right, so, that's so what it'll be coming got. out. Yeah, let's talk more about the uh, the release you got going on. Oh, all the mid-year sales? Oh, yeah. Man. Well, we got the, the post-apocalypse movies, Warriors of the Year 2072, mm-hmm. the Lucio Fulci movie, the Joe D'Amato movie Endgame, and then the Ruggiero Diodato movie Raiders of Atlantis. I don't know if you've seen any of those. But I think if, I own them all. I don't think I've watched any of them. <laughs> well, well, you got to upgrade first. You know, I I need an audience <laughs> with that kind of stuff because when it's bouncing off of me, I can kind of get like distracted. I don't know what it is about post-apocalyptic New York with a bunch of Italians running around, <laughs> but like, wait, are, honestly, I don't think I've seen any of them. It's a weird subgenre. Yeah. I think Clark would be into it though. What? Yeah, they're all pretty fun. Like the Italian filmmakers, uh, like a lot of Italian genre filmmakers came to America and they shot like post-apocalyptic kind of like mad max but more urban mamma mia yeah they're they're a trip they're yeah, like there's a lot, lot of a lot of mad max ripoffs that are pretty yeah. fun i'm gonna buy them all what about <laughs> the boy and his dog is that a mad max ripoff zach you want to take that one i don't know i don't know if i would call it a mad max ripoff <laughs> it's mad max adjacent yeah yeah it's not very mad max though half the movie they did interesting world building in that like when you have like weird people jumping out of the desert and they're bartering with cans dude the movie theater yeah in a boy and his dog it's great (laughs) i love it is it the only post-apocalyptic movie you've seen recently (laughs) all right we're we're gonna buy these and we're gonna watch them together the the big one is uh blood for dracula that's like the uh you know the big title of the sale I don't know it. <laughs> you haven't seen it? I don't I, know. I hadn't seen it since I was in high school. I remember renting it from Hollywood Video. And uh, I, I think I liked it more this time. I think I was able to appreciate it a little more. 
than when I was than when I was I don't know fourteen. Well, what's it about? Like, are we? Is it a hammer horror film? Or I'm so bad with like the Universal monsters, like out of their era. Oh well, th- this is yeah. No, this is a this is a much different one. This is the Paul Morrissey movie. That, so it's it was called Andy Warhol's Dracula. Yeah. Oh. At a certain time, so it's it's much more. It's it's a strange sort of like dark comedy version of Dracula where Udo Kier plays Dracula and he's going to Italy to try to find a wife sort or, you know, under the guise of finding a virgin wife and uh, (laughs) so that he can drink her blood because he needs the untainted virgin blood. No, I've never seen it. I would like you. You'd like it. I think you'd like it. Is it is it like Martin? No, he's he's, he's a legitimate vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, is it like a word? Okay, so he's literally a vampire. He's literally a vampire. Yeah, yeah. I just looking at that poster that comes up on IMDb. It looks very like high art. Also, Russell, name yeah. another movie where Udo Kier plays a vampire. Uh, Puppet Master Five. <laughs> what else? Uh, oh, I can't. Vampires. Modern vampires. Modern vampires. Dude, <laughs> Zach, have you seen that? With uh, is that with Casper Van Dien? I don't know. Yes. Uh, 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 the guy from Starship Boing- Troopers? Boingo Boingo's brother did it. <laughs> I'm, I think I may have seen it, you know, 20 years ago, but I can't remember anything about it. Except oh that I remember, I remember the cover with Casper Van Dien. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta do a double feature. We gotta show <laughs> that movie. Dude, Casper Van Dien. This is this is a performance of a lifetime for him. Yeah, but, Richard but he, Elfman. But yeah. he is upstaged by Rod Steiger as Van Helsing. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Is that Rod Steiger plays Van Helsing and um it's great. Five stars. <laughs> all right, what else you got, Zach? Uh we've of course got a couple of Jess Franco movies. Black Boots Leather Whip and House of Lost Women. Which I you know, they're I don't know if it's gonna, you're, anyone's going to be converted to Jess Franco fans, but if you appreciate Jess Franco, they're pretty what fun. If, no, Zach, don't, uh, let me interrupt you here for a second. Yeah. What if I'm a Dave Franco fan? <laughs> <laughs> Would that do anything for me? Probably. I think that'll do a lot for me. <laughs> Randy, are you going to check those out? How do you do with Jess Franco? I, I can't remember which one. I checked one out on Mubi a long time ago, and I can't say I was a fan. <laughs> yeah well he made he made like 200 movies they can't yeah. all be gold <laughs> it's definitely an acquired taste black boots leather whip i thought was a lot of fun there's there's a a lot of bizarre music in that like weird synthesizer stuff there's a there's a scene in a disco where everyone's dancing and they were clearly dancing to i don't know i don't know they were dancing to music certainly <laughs> <laughs> and then the soundtrack is like just weird beeps and boops it gives it a very upsetting vibe dude i want to check that out. from 1983 that sounds right. about right yeah and there's no fucking poster <laughs> on imdb thank you no i just we, want to look i want to get we've got the out. we've got the art on our on the severin instagram rad it looks it looks pretty good and then man i'm terrible at selling movies uh, retribution <laughs> <laughs> which is a fun one and then we've got one mystery title that's gonna well, have uh we we haven't promoted it yet i think we're, we're just going about it wrong 
We're trying to do what everybody else does and pitch everything. What are you excited for? Like, what would you buy from this? Oh, I'd buy the masturbating gunman 12 times and then give it to my family for Christmas. <laughs> now, I know you have given tactical soap on the 12th day of Christmas. Now, do you re- would you really, are you going to gift this to your brother or anything? I, I would. I would. I, I think the masturbating gunman is a lot of fun. You know me. I'm all about, I'm all about those intervisions. We've got a couple fun intervisions coming up. Yeah. Now, does, I'm curious. Like, do you take part in curating that catalog? Like, are there films you find that you're like, we could put this out, but it's really not our tone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watch a lot of movies that I, I you know, like I think are fun, but might not work as a release, you know. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I was the one who pitched the masturbating gunman. So I'll take I'll take blame for that one. <laughs> no, so I, I had to follow up Frankie and his pals. That's what I'm saying is yeah. that last year you had a grand slam home run. Yeah. Surprise. With Frankie and his pals. The, the surprise hit of the season. Dude. So, so now you think that a, a you know, you're. You're, I know you've you've worked longer than this, but if we're thinking of, of Frankie and his pals as freshman year, you know, are we going to get a sophomore slump with the masturbating gun? <laughs> I'm just letting you know what the, what the press is thinking right now. I don't now. see how we could. Is that what the headlines are going to say? I mean, I'm just preparing <laughs> you for the storm. I don't see how we could. It's okay. It's exactly what you think it is. Good. I'm very excited now. I. Now, I mentioned that the film's jokey, and mm. clearly I'm caught up on this, because normally, I, uh, when I'm dealing with films that get branded like, you know, so bad it's good, mm-hmm. usually people are articulating they like to laugh at the movie. Yeah. And I think there's a weird negotiation here, where the film is just so fucking weird, but like, by design, that it's still like, I don't know. I don't know how to articulate working in jokes on purpose that work with that tone in a film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever watched anything like this. Like, I'm not a huge trauma fan. Yeah. And, but, you know, like, Poultry Geist kind of worked for me. I'm kind of here with that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, right when we're introduced, in, like, dude, the fucking, the masturbating gunman doesn't have any dialogue for, like, the opening f- eight minutes. Ooh, yeah. like there will be blood but there is a uh, <laughs> masturbation gag that ends in like a bucket of uh you know, the white stuff <laughs> thanks <Rick. laughs> it's really hard for me to put my thumb on it and i think that's why i was like i gotta be down here with clark yeah. i think you'll, you'll look at it and you'll get it you'll be able to parse this thing out correctly it, well look for, for the record zach has never done us wrong no every recommendation that has come through has been five stars <laughs> All right. Uh, Little yeah. Marines uh, continues to be uh, a, a fantastic uh, film. Oh, an inspiration to me. It's wonderful. <laughs> so he's, we, we, Zach will always do us great. So, yeah, no, no questions there. Yeah. No, the, the masturbating gunman, it's I, in, in concept, it sounds like it would be like trauma ish, but the way it's handled is so serious. It, it takes a ridiculous concept very seriously in a way that it, it really commits to the to the idea and i i think it totally works and like reading i found like a few old reviews there's not many but they're, they're strange i was look i think i was looking at a film threat review earlier and i i, I believe they were complaining that there was too much masturbation <laughs> 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 and i just uh, you know if someone says something like that it's just obviously it's not the movie for you well 
I mean, as a horror fan, you get how many movies are branded like, you know, the blank massacre. Mm -hmm. And then you watch the movie and you're like, there was not enough murder in this movie. (laughs) Like you can't use that adjective. Hardly a massacre. Hard. Not even at all. Not quite. It's more of like a spree killing. Yeah. It was, is like the film, a most violent year and (laughs) pretty cool year. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair critique. Um, no, and you know, I actually I applaud the masturbating gunman for masturbating that much. Yeah, he's he's got a problem. <laughs> well, I should say sounds like he's got a couple. There's a, there's well, a yeah, because his his sister, the nun, has been kidnapped. Well, then always put you in a bind. Yeah. Also, Clark, there's a detective. Mm-hmm. Do you know how he uh, gets hot on the trail? I don't know. Sniff some panties or something, dude. Literally, did you write yeah. this movie? I know what. No, he literally. <laughs> really? Like, there's a there's a gag in the beginning of the movie where a guy walks up and he's like, "Okay, here I have a picture of my wife." He's like, "I don't need that." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And he's like, "Where are the panties?" And he's like, "Here you go." And he smells them, and the bit is just he tells him like, "Oh, congratulations." He's like, "On what?" Did he's that like, really happen? He's like, "She's expecting." Yes. It's- <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I, I just I know this movie, dude. I know. That's why I'm like, that's why I stopped it. I'm like, I have to watch it with you. I'm simpatico, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Now, Zach, was was this um an Australian production? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was. Very uh, British humor, though. I mean, it makes I'm, sense. Jolly good time. <laughs> yeah, dude. well, I, I think Mark Mark was inspired by a lot of Japanese movies he was watching at the time. Yeah, the movie, it, reading the name, it seemed like it was written by a Japanese fella. A what? A Jap- yeah, I know. <laughs> Am I wrong? Because we looked it up earlier and I was like, wait, excuse me, who wrote this? I it, think I wrote his name out. It was, yeah, yeah. Harakuri Kudo? <laughs> nice. Yeah, that. Uh, Mark confirms in the uh, commentary that it was a pseudonym. Oh. So it's all it's all Mark. Oh, you fucking got, Mark. You got duped, dude. <laughs> I mean, the movie, at every point, it confused me. And, and I mean, I, it just, it stayed true in IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Zach, before we cut you loose, uh, what can you, what are you working on, baby? Oh, man. Um, a baby. <laughs> see how i set you up for that <laughs> yeah no, right just just digging through pile of, i've been because we moved recently so i've been going i've been going through piles of vhs tapes deciding if i if i should if this is uh you know something a parent should own <laughs> so i've been re, i've been basically hunt, on the hunt for some new intervision titles in my vhs collection now, what would be an example of a VHS tape that you've come across recently where you feel like it's not suitable for a parent? Oh, just, you know, like if I have like four of the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. Wow. I was really worried for a moment. No, because I have I have I have many copies of uh, Little Marines. It turns out I had I have three copies of the uh, movie Streetwise, the documentary about homeless kids in Seattle. I probably don't need three of. Nice. <laughs> coming out on criterion anyways so yeah here's here really yeah 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 
it's oh, it's really God. good if you've never seen it. It's certainly, Man, it's listen, certainly a listen, depressing movie. Listen closely, and you can hear Randy's penis become erect. <laughs> I've seen it already. I talked about it on here once. Listen oh. closely, and Randy just ejaculated. <laughs> I think it's on the Criterion channel, or at least it was. Oh my! God. Yeah, I think I, I saw that it was on the Criterion channel, and then I I think it was a title they announced recently for Blu-ray. So now, are you going to hold on to him and hit eBay? Um, yeah, I'll probably hit him. I'll, I'll I'll put him up on eBay or something. It's a seller's have market. A, have right? a yard sale. Well, I again, this is the time you want to get rid of it when there's some hype, and then you're like, oh, I got the original VHS yeah. copy. I mean, dude, I follow like five Instagram accounts that are only that. Yeah. Well, dude, Ra- and- Randy, how much would you give me for it? <laughs> original VHS copy. <laughs> five dollars. Okay. You know you what? Take, That's a fair price. I would take that. <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of dough jumps in there. I got some dough. No, Zach, we got to get together. We have to do a um, mystery show. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people that curate and, you know, do screenings. We got to do it. We'll show Little Marines and then we'll open <laughs> off the three copies. We'll be like, we all know you love it. You want to take it home. You want to show your friends. We got three copies available. Yeah, you got to because you got to get the VHS of Little Marines because the DVD, they they swapped out the music. Oh, that's right. Wait, you ripped it for us. That's how we watched it. Yeah, yeah, that was the VHS copy. Yeah, well, sick. All right, we got to buy one off him. All right, so we'll have two at the screening. Zach, no joke. Uh, do not. I, I yelled at our friend Bill Spataro about this because, you know, life is was tough during 2020 for filmmakers. So he started fucking eBaying his VHS collection. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, give me a heads up. Like, so yeah. you have to have a virtual yard sale first. <laughs> Those do really well. I was telling Clark, I watched a copy of, um, Oh, what the fuck? I can only think of the goddamn title A fucking neon slime. What the hell is it called? What? Vice squad. Vice squad. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> um, $190 that went. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I, I was asking the dude who listed it and sold it. And I'm like, dude, no way. That was an original like press copy. And he went, yeah, it's kind of bumming me out. I let it go for 190. <laughs> so I get it, Zach. Know that if you need to get rid of anything, we're right here. We're in the same state. <laughs> you need to get away from the, the old ball and chain. You can come up here and we can watch a VHS tapes together. Oh, well, now that I know I, you guys are so into the offering. <laughs> dude, the offering was great. The offering is legit. I am only half joking about doing a screening with you. Yeah. If we, that's the movie we open with. I'm, I'm really glad that it, it confer. you know, you watch a movie by yourself and you're like, is this as weird as I think it is? Is this entertaining Limo. to anyone else? You got Willem Dafoe as a Cuomo. It's good. <laughs> Willem de Cuomo. Willem de Cuomo. And so much more violent and sexy than I thought it, oh, a religious it movie was going to be. Movie. It is such a horny movie. Well, when you have a mom that looks like she might be younger than her son. Yes. Who's dating a dude that could be in the same high school as him. Oh, like, it's so good. The ages are so bizarre. And it's then his dad looks like his grandfather. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, it's so good. I, that movie's dude you found a gem and <laughs> i if i could describe it to you this way i was talking to clark i'm like should we pull audio like there's so many like clip worthy moments in that movie yeah oh you the sh- reason i didn't you should if you can too many yeah yeah you didn't want it you didn't want to play the part where the kid does a freestyle rap 
<laughs> or he gets he gets angry at his, he gets angry at his parents and he goes in his room and slams the door and then starts rapping. Yep. Hold on, I'm looking for my notes. <laughs> I took I Zach, I'm not joking. I took a bunch of notes during that thing about like timestamps of when I should try and pull something. <laughs> and uh re- I got intimidated. I just I went I don't know how this is going to play. It's all going to sound like non sequitur stuff. I think there's a moment where he uh Jesus appears to him in a classroom mm-hmm. and he gets up and it, this is actually the movie's kind of timely too because they talk a lot about like race relations and it appears that he's in a um English class and they're they're covering I don't what book were they reading? I have no idea. And um they start making comments about like white privilege and shit. I'm like, whoa, this is rad. And they don't really get deep on anything. And it kind of like just illustrates the argument around the topic. And he gets up to go follow black Jesus out the room and the teacher yells at him and then sends him, drags him literally to the therapist on the <laughs> and the, the conversation they had. I, that was the first one where I'm like, I gotta, I gotta record this. <laughs> and dude, I don't, it's so fucking good. The movie opens with his fucking dad breaking into his house, killing his, I don't know. What do you, what do you call like a live in mom boyfriend? Just that. I I don't know how I could say it better. A live in mom boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. He shoots the dude while he's in the act of lovemaking. And then, I mean, that's how you called up. Oh, also to tie it back. He's wearing a fucking ski mask. Yeah. Every movie you send over here, Zach, somebody's wearing a luchador mask, a ski mask, or a fucking latex death trap. Also, what did I say within the first five minutes of that movie? Oh, I have no idea. I said, I smell a rape coming. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And we pretty much got payoff on that at the end. I think literally there's a moment where the dad is loading uh, one of his eight pistols <laughs> just all in a row. And he says, I'm going to rape her. <laughs> like, just literally. And Clark went, told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets dark. It gets dark. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, Zach, oh, l- one more thing I wanted to bring up. Um, several weeks ago, uh, like we said, we, we, we had Calvin on, mm-hmm. and Calvin gave us um, a, a great recommendation as well, and I wanted to see if you have seen it. Russ, it was Calvin, right? Oh, Hell's know. Highway? Hell's Highway. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need to watch it again, because I, ha- I, I know I saw it, again, probably 20 years ago. Dude, that's the double feature. Hell's the Highway in the offering? Dude, it's <laughs> heaven and hell. It is heaven and hell. It's heaven and hell. Oh, that would be man. That's the double feature. So you got you to gotta close with uh, Hell's Highway? Uh, that's what I would think. Hell's Highway is a midnight movie that um, would keep you awake. Like, that's a problem. Ooh, midnight movie, and you watch it, and you're like, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, but- Dude, nobody's going to be awake. But it's a bummer with the offering, so I- I get the heaven and hell thing, but I I don't. I you want to end on a low note. I think maybe I think maybe you start with Hell's Highway. No, it's an uplifting <laughs> movie. You can't follow Hell's Highway. I don't know like, if you can follow the offering. That's true. <laughs> that's why we'll have a poll. <laughs> oh, Zach, get in here. What do you think? What do you think you get top billing in this uh, duo that zero people will go to? <laughs> I, I I'm I'm leaning towards uh, Hell's Highway to close it out. He gets it. I'm telling you. But yeah, dude, is there is there some way to yeah? How do you do like those YouTube live streams? 
that would be fun. Oh, I'd, I'd get in that chat. I'd get, all, I'd get all up in that chat. Now, <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about how to show a movie online. And I, um, a couple of weeks ago, we had our buddy uh, Charlie the Birdman on. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about like Kung Fu VHS tape or... I don't know. There are people who do it on Twitch, like regularly. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm always worried it's going to get pulled. I'm talking in a theater, by the way. When I imagine yeah, yeah. a double feature. Yeah, you're an analog guy, dude. We get it. I know. <laughs> Zach, I'm going to harass you. Once that baby pops out, we're stealing you. <laughs> I'm not joking. Leave my child an orphan? <laughs> hey, well, okay. Do you know the gender of the baby? Yeah. We got a name. Can you do that on a podcast? It's, it's a girl. It's a girl baby. Oh, congratulations. Also, don't gender them yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you going to name them after a masked mutilator character? Or? <laughs> yeah, Rocker. I was thinking Rocker. <laughs> I don't know. How, how can we? What about Alice Adamson? <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there. There we go. Randy just cringed. That's my contribution to the name bucket. Alice Adamson Carter. That's pretty good. I think Zach. I'm I'm going to I'll run it past Crystal. Well, Zach, I love you, man. Thank you for coming on here. I know like. Oh, no problem. We it's very clear to anybody listening. We used whatever excuse to like just hang out with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankfully, you know this shit is finally ending, and even here in California, you can walk around without a mask. Well, I mean, you were up in Reading, so I'm sure there was you had a delayed effect because we visited up there briefly, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we were almost mocked for having one on. Which <laughs> yeah, it was hard for you. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a shock. <laughs> I mean, and, I don't know, know why I was shocked, but it was still a bit of a shock. Well, yeah, I think, you know, when your nearest neighbor's so far away, it just, it doesn't have the same, like, fear that you have when you're, like, living on top of each other, like, down here. Yeah, and yeah. And I went to the mall uh, this past week twice to see a movie. I didn't wear a mask one time. I was <laughs> having a good old time in there. Yeah, you and your <laughs> stolen valor. Your stolen valor, bro. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm I'm excited to get in the the theater with you again, Zach. Yeah. Well, you guys are you guys are hard at work on F five. That's what we're telling people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know. We got you, a lot you, of crazy ideas. For are you th- like, are you thinking of maybe getting Polly Shore to come in and intro? Uh, you know, shit. What was that called? <laughs> the bogus witch. The bogus witch project. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I would want Pauly Shore to come on and do um, some of his bits from his great stand-up tour from several years ago called Politics. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Pauly went political for a while. Yeah, well, is, that a, is that a special that someone can watch? Or you had yeah, Politics. I'm, sure, I'm not sure where it is. Now, Zach, if you are looking for a comedy special, I've said it many times, and I'll say it many times again, Joe Piscopo's oh, special called Amazon Prime <laughs> A night at Club Piscopo. <laughs> Zach, have, you, have I not told you about this? No. You know, okay, Zach, this is my gift to you. All the gifts that you have bestowed upon us, please allow me the privilege of gifting a night at Club Piscopo to you. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, what what vintage is it? What year is this? Is this? Oh, this is Zach, this is two thousand and eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is this is late in life, Joe Piscopo, 
and he's still not good. <laughs> and it's great. I'll I'll gift you a comedy special too, Clark. As I just I was just watching uh, another VHS. I bought at a thrift store five years ago and just popped on. It's called Sunday Night Live. And it is a it is a Christian uh, comedy oh. special. It's half half live stage performance and half uh, pre filmed skits. It's nineteen eighty four. Oh, I have no idea. Comedy family. Wait, music. Chris Christopherson is in this. That's definitely not what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, it it opens. It opens with a skit called Pale Riders. Uh, Pale spelled P-A-I-L. Where uh, they're cowboys who ride upside down buckets. And they bounce around on these on the pails. <laughs> it's a it's a parody of the movie Pale Rider. I don't know if you get yeah. the joke. If you don't, I don't know if you get the great joke. <laughs> upside down buckets is where I started the question. <laughs> Are they taking a shit? Fergie bucket. Okay, so we- I'm, I'm going to send you that because that's that's primo comedy. I love it. I love it. I spent way too much time watching uh, uh, Christian comedy as a child, so. <laughs> It's going to hit right there in that sweet spot. (laughs) All right. Russ, anything else for our buddy Zach? No, I love you, Zach, and I miss you. And if we do UF, uh, I will be pressuring you to bring the family up. Oh, gladly. Wait, you said you moved. You're talking about just to L.A., right? Oh, yeah, just just a new apartment. We're we're still down here. I was worried you, like, you fled. No. <laughs> How how's the new place? Are you, are you already thinking about? Are you baby proofing everything already? Yeah. Well, we're just unboxing. We're just having like giant boxes. Oh, are you making videos <laughs> of unboxing? <laughs> I hear they're pretty popular. <laughs> I should start start up a YouTube channel. <laughs> just unboxing the same box I've I've boxed eight times because we move so much. <laughs> All right, Zach, this is a blast every time. Thank you. 